I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 122 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, I am continuing a strong week of guests with a first-class father who has crushed the real estate game. Andy Dane Carter will be here with me in just a minute, so please stick around for the interview. Uh, Andy also has a free book to tell you about, so you definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, You guys have been hitting me with some great feedback from the three episodes that aired earlier in the week with Trent Shelton, Sean Duffy, and Alan West, all of whom were very well-spoken and had some great advice. I can't thank them or you listeners enough. Uh, Please keep the feedback coming. Tomorrow, I'm going to finish off the week strong with a first-class father who is strong both physically and with his faith. Heath Evans will be here with me tomorrow. He's got a Super Bowl ring, and he is going to shed some light on the truth behind his being fired from the NFL Network for sexual harassment. He discusses the entire scandal. He speaks openly and candidly about what happened. And believe me, you do not want to miss episode 123 dropping on you tomorrow. And you definitely do not want to miss out on these amazing watches from NFW Watches. Uh, The owner is a first-class father, George Fox. He's a badass with a big heart. He makes incredible watches, uh, especially the Valor Collection. Uh, The case is surgical-grade stainless steel. They have a sapphire crystal, sapphire case-back window. Uh, They have Swiss Super Luminova for outstanding visibility in the darkness. All the features you're going to find on watches that cost two to three times what NFW charges because NFW sells directly to you, the end user, instead of going through a middleman. you got to check them out. See for yourself. Nothing beats a first-class father who wears a bad-ass watch. Get over to nfwonline.com. Use my promo code FATHER. You're going to get 15% off your order. Free domestic shipping and $50, guys, is going to go to Honor Flight, which is helping our World War II veterans. Get over to nfwonline.com. Use the promo code FATHER. All right, so coming up next is my interview with Andy Dane Carter. Keep it locked in here to First Class Fatherhood and drop me a rating or a review over on iTunes. It all goes a long way to help me bring you a better podcast. Uh, Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Today's interview is being brought to you by NFW Watches. Please go over to nfwonline.com and use my promo code FATHER at the checkout. You're going to save 15% off your entire order. You're going to get free shipping inside the United States. And $50 of every order is going to go directly towards Honor Flight, which is helping our World War II veterans. Get over to nfwonline.com. Use the promo code FATHER. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is an extremely successful real estate expert. He is passionate about helping others succeed. He is a speaker, an author, a podcaster, a business marketer. It is really a big privilege for me to say, Andy Dane Carter, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much. It's literally been the greatest part of my life thus far. Awesome. Yeah, mine as well. All right, here we go. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? 
I have two, and they are my why and my world. The uh, firstborn is Jackson Dane Carter, and he is uh, he's five and a half. And then I have Grayson James Carter, and he is three and about five months. So he's almost three and a half. And I'm telling you, like, everybody's always warning me about the terrible twos. That is not correct. It's the terrible three. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, are you going to have any more, or are you all done? No, well, I just turned 42. The wife's, you know, still young, and we were kind of talking about it back and forth, and if we were a little younger, we'd probably have, like, three more because we both love kids. Um, but I think we're going to cross our fingers with two, but at the same time, you never really know, but nothing is planned as of right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, I hear you on that. Have you gotten the uh, five-year-old involved in any sports or activities yet? Yeah, so he uh, he played soccer. Um, I coached his t-ball team. And where he's really kind of finding his own is in swimming and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So um, I'm going to fully support all my kids and whatever they want to do. Um, and then if I see, like, a little glimmer of, like, they have some natural talent, then we're going to triple down. So we're going to probably try a bunch of different stuff. Um, it's just so much fun for me I because I played every sport growing up, and I surfed and skateboarded and snowboarded raced uh, like BMX at a pretty high level so like and I just I loved being active yeah awesome Andy please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do sure so I um was raised very very humbly very poor I was raised by a single mom we lived in a little teeny tiny studio apartment in Long Beach California and I pretty much learned from a young age that if there was anything that I wanted, I was going to have to grind and go get it. So I started working when I was 12, um, and that kind of lit the fire for me. I was a terrible student, so I liked to surf and play sports and have fun and didn't really like school. I always knew I was going to be in some kind of sales or business or something, but in like the early 90s, that meant I was going to be a loser because there wasn't like entrepreneurship, and that's cool. It was like no, that's not going to work. So for me, I started working really young. My first job was cleaning silk screens at like a t-shirt company when I was 12. When I was 14, I made it all the way to El Pollo Loco, which is like a fast food chain here in Southern California. And then I went to go scoop ice cream at 16 at uh, 31 Flavors. And then I went to go work at this giant sports bar. And I went to go there when I was 17 to be a busboy. But I was there with a bunch of college kids so they thought I was 21, so they put me behind the bar and taught me how to bartend when I was a junior in high school. And so I was making like three, 400 bucks a night, and that lit a fire. So fast forward, I went to work at this really nice restaurant and didn't know anything about wine, except there was pink, white, and red. And I went to a wine tasting there at this restaurant and fell in love with wine. Six weeks later, I'm living in Bordeaux. I'm not going to be a fireman anymore. I'm going to be... the one of the youngest wine sommeliers in the country. So I went down that rabbit hole of wine and food and the, like, service industry and bought and sold restaurants and owned restaurants. And then I just put on, like, 60, 70 pounds working for this huge wine company, had a giant expense account, got so unhealthy, so unhappy, and so depressed, I hit pause for a month. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just I, – I feel terrible my life is upside down right now. I'm just miserable and depressed for the first time in my life. So I started doing yoga and got really happy and really healthy and lost a bunch of weight 
and then started racing triathlons and didn't want to give up that lifestyle of all this freedom I'd created and had a really good friend of mine say, why don't you try real estate? You know, you're a really smart guy. You built these sales teams. You've done really well for yourself. Why don't you just go do that and have all this freedom to still train and do yoga and have this lifestyle? So I did that and I'm within six months of making 50 grand a month and got really into that and that turned into this real estate investing you know, business and firm, and then it exploded and took off, and I launched a media company two years ago because I saw the power of social media and social media marketing, and it was working so well for me and my brand, I wanted it to offer it to other people. And just turned 42 on New Year's Eve, and my life has been an absolute roller coaster of some ups and some downs, but I love real estate. That's my That's my core thing, but I love helping people more than anything. Yes, service to others leads to greatness is what I've heard. Um, I love your story, Andy. It is very inspiring. Uh, You've had some tremendous success in the real estate game. So what kind of advice could you give to the parents out there listening who have kids that are getting ready to come out of high school and they're showing interest in getting involved in the real estate business? Uh, You know, what should their plan be? So here's what I tell everybody, and some people don't like it, but it's just my truth. Do not buy a house. Do not as your first piece of real estate you acquire, do not buy a house, and here's why. When you buy a house, it's owned by the bank. It is an asset that's owned by the bank. Most kids that are coming out of high school and college, they want to buy a house, they have a car that's leased, they have some credit card debt, they probably have student loan debt. That puts them in a very interesting headspace for a long time, and you have to work. My suggestion, and this is all in my book, it's free on my website, it's called The Hundred Doors, If you go to my website, you can download the book for free. It gives you the blueprint on why it's important to buy a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex instead of a house. Because let's say you buy a fourplex and it has a little front house and three little units in the back that you get to rent out. You can put 3.5% down. You don't have to put 20 or 25% down. So on a $700,000 duplex, $22,000, $23,000, get you into that property. And now you become a landlord. You live in one of the units. You rent out the other units to 80 to 100% cover the mortgage. And now you're creating wealth, generational wealth. If you're 22 or 23 years old and you're not sure what you want to do, I don't want to buy something because I don't want to be stuck somewhere. I help all those kids, all the millennials, buy a fourplex, live in one of the units, travel the world while they're traveling, Airbnb, their unit, to actually pay for their travel. There's so much stuff that I didn't know about until I was 30 years old that's possible in real estate. But no one talks about this. Yeah, and Airbnb you know, really changed the game uh, quite a bit. Now, uh, would you buy a fourplex and then with the intent on solely using it for Airbnb? Sure. So I was just saying the part for um, Airbnb for the unit in the fourplex that you're going to live in. All right, okay. Right, so here's the thing is, let's say, God forbid, something happens and you lose your job and you just bought a house. There is one family paying for one door, paying for one mortgage. When you own a fourplex and you lose your job, your wife loses your job, something happens and you get hurt and can't work, there's three other families paying that mortgage. So because you've hedged the market and because your tenants are covering 80 to 100% of the mortgage, you have options. You don't have to sell the assets. You can figure out a way to stay there. If you're living for free, it doesn't matter if you work or not. And so 
I'm in a T1 city where you can't buy anything for less than six or 700000 but if you're a fourth-generation renter and you live in Cleveland, Ohio, and you've been paying $550 a month rent for three generations, you can buy a $60,000 duplex and the mortgage is 500 You can rent out half of the duplex and live for free, and no one's telling these people this. They've literally named me the Robin Hood of real estate because I help all my investors get wealthy, but I also help people that are renting and don't understand how to do that. Yeah, it really makes me wonder, Andy, uh, you know, why wealth creation and stuff like that is not being taught in school, especially high school. I mean, it seems like our education system is really designed for an error that ended quite a long time ago. It's designed for employees. And as the jobs have moved and the, even the jobs themselves look very different in this country that they did in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. The goal was, and I'm sure you've heard this a trillion times, go to school, get a good job, get a nice 401k, and retire and fish and play golf. That literally sounds like the worst thing that could ever happen to me, <laughs> just, yeah. just, by the, just by the way I'm built. But there's so many options, and nobody is teaching it because our books are still written by people that wanted to raise employees that would stay compliant to the bosses. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, and it's tough to argue with my kids sometimes now, Andy, about school, because uh, sometimes they have a legitimate claim when they say, uh, oh, why do I need to learn this? Especially when they see me asking Siri for answers to the things that I get stuck on. So I'm not really even sure how to answer that question anymore. And, and you're 100% correct. And it's here's the, here's the beauty of all this technology. It's so much faster to fail and get back up. You can do something, not like it, it doesn't work, and that didn't just take 10 years for you to learn that craft. You can figure it out in a year or two. And you're like, you know what? This is just not for me. It took, yeah. I, I, I mean, everybody was in the trades business in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, and even 80s. So you spent, you know, 10 or 20 years mastering a craft. You don't need to do that now. You need to do it once you find your passion. But there's ways for these kids to have options. And I'm not saying, like, be a loser and piss off and try a bunch of things over and over again, but I kind of am. Find what makes you happy. That is my goal as a dad is for my children to be happy. If you're happy with six companies making $8 billion a year, cool. If you're happy as a yoga teacher and an, and an artist and you're traveling the world teaching people how to do meditation and that makes you happy, I'm happy. Yeah, I love that philosophy, Andy. And I'll tell you what, right now I'm in the middle of a career that requires 40 years of service to retire. I've been working for the railroad for 19 years as a machinist. Uh, but while doing so, I have constantly been throwing you know, shit against the wall, hoping something will stick. It's been mostly diarrhea, but I've done everything from be the super in my apartment building. I owned a small uh, vending machine business. I worked for a survey company. I've always hustled a taxi cab. Um, and now I'm doing something that I'm truly passionate about, which is this podcast, and, and and the technology available is what makes me able to do it. You no, know, I think it's so smart. And again, this speaks to the beauty of technology. This speaks to the power of social media. You can send me a DM on Instagram. I can look you up and go, this is a good dude. I love his message. I want to help. And now I can help you. You can help me. And we have direct access to each other. Or do you know how hard it would be for you to track somebody like me down, 
it almost wouldn't even be worth your time. It's it's amazing the amount of people who I've spoken to, uh, NFL Hall of Famers, Navy SEALs. It's just crazy who you can get in touch with these days because of this tool. I, I, that's what I try. That's what I try to tell these kids. Do you know how many off market real estate deals I've closed this year because people like my content and they follow me and they say I'm a good dad, so they like trust me and want to work with me. It's the best because I'm speaking my truth every day, just like you. And when you find something that really fires you up and adds value to the marketplace, like like being a good dad, that's going to resonate with a lot of men and a lot of women and a lot of kids. I don't care if you're a Hall of Famer athlete, a huge entrepreneur, or somebody trying to figure it out. That still resonates. So you're adding value to market first, which is a huge part of my message. Yeah, another thing I wanted to bring up, Andy, is that the technology is awesome for so many things. Uh, but one thing I think it's hurting is the communication skills. The younger generation seems to be lacking the ability to socialize uh, one-on-one with one another. And I witness this every weekend. I drive Uber, and, and I see it. You know, it's good that they're using the technology to get home safe and, and, and get an Uber or a Lyft and not drink and drive. But, you know, on the other hand, once they're in the car, it's faces down and, and illuminated faces from the screen, and they're, and they're not communicating. Yeah, no, I agree, and I have this conversation a lot from stage, and I try to empower people that are, you know, 40 to 50 years old, and I'm like, you don't understand the advantage you have because you had to literally forge those skills to have a conversation with somebody in business or, like, when you wanted to go and, I don't know, ask somebody out on a date. Like, that took courage, you had the fear, now it's like swipe right and see if somebody likes you. So yeah. it, there's there's all these things that have changed with our society, but we can either change with them or we can do what some people did when the radio was the, was the big thing and then the TV came along. Well, now the TV came along and changed an entire generation and now the Internet is doing the same. So we're always going to be evolving as a society, always. There's two roads, the roads of adoption, and you're just going to figure this out, and you're going to be able to help your kids, or you put your head in the sand. But I agree. I don't know what the answer is. What I do know is that people are much more social now. And I just saw a post the other day that said, the next time somebody says that social media is going to be the downfall of society showed in this picture. And it was a train, uh, I think in the 1920s in New York, and every person on that train was reading a newspaper because that was the new thing. So we, we've always done this as a society. We've always buried ourselves in the new technology. That technology just so happened to be the printing press. Yeah, what a great point, Andy. Um, what about discipline, Andy? I know they're young yet, but how do you kind of handle discipline with the children? Are you a timeout guy, a spanker? How does discipline work in your house? I am a timeout. I will grab you and really let you know exactly what I'm talking about. I get loud. I'm like I was. Believe me, I was raised by a single mom that had a wooden spoon that beat me every which way from Sunday. A very strong, strong woman. But my wife and I had decided not to hit our kids. I, that is for me, that's up to the parents. Like if, if that's your thing, that's fine. I was raised being hit. So I actually became a fighter at a pretty young age and maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe it didn't. But my kids, I am very firm, very disciplined. They know exactly what's going on. 
but I shower them with love right after. We talk everything through. If they're upset and they're mad and they're in timeout, I sit down with them on the floor, eye to eye at the same level, and it's a very simple conversation. Why are you here? And I want to hear in their words, like five and three, why are you in timeout? What happened? Do we talk through it? And then we hug. Sometimes we cry together. They get to see me cry. They get to see me really tough. Like, I'm showing them all sides of me. I show them, like, the real me. They hear real phone calls with me negotiating deals. They see my wife and I have these arguments, and we work them out in front of our kids. So they see, like, oh, mommy and daddy fight, but they love each other, and they just work this out in front of us. Well said, Andy. All right. I know you have the book out there. I will put a link in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can just tap it, get over there, get your free copy, guys. Um, what kind of goals do you have, Andy, for 2019? We just started the new year here. Uh, what can we expect to see from Andy Dane Carter this year? I'm, uh, I'm all over the place. I'm doing a lot with YouTube. I'm doing a lot with my podcast. My podcast is called The Andy Dane Carter Show. It's on Spotify and iTunes. Um, I'm putting out tons of free content and have for two years. My goal is to help. I spend a small fortune every month putting out free content because I want to help. I've been very blessed, and my whole entire goal is to help people buy and invest in real estate, help people get unstuck from crap that's keeping them back from doing what they really want. And I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. I'm going to create content forever. So when my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandkids can hear a podcast from me or can see a video of me, you know, in exactly what I love. So you guys are going to see a lot of me. If you follow me anywhere on my Instagram, my handle is Andy Dane Carter, and my YouTube channel has tons of free content. It's the same thing. Everywhere you go, just type in my name, Andy Dane Carter. I'm all over the place. Awesome, and we definitely need more people like you out there to influence, especially the young minds out there today. Uh, Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, I love to ask all the dads I get on the podcast, what type of advice could you give to that new dad or to that about-to-be father who's out there listening? That the first three months are going to be hell, but it's going to be the greatest hell of your life, and you will never be the same. When I left the hospital and walked across the street once my son was born, I was physically a different person. Some, I, I was changed forever. Like what I was passionate about changed, what mattered to me in life changed. It is the greatest thing that will ever happen to you, in my opinion. It's also going to be one of the hardest. So give yourself permission to just figure it out. Awesome. Well said. I love the message. I got to say, Andy Dane Carter, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time right here on First Class Fatherhood. 100% brother. So nice talking to you. All right. I'll be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Andy Dane Carter for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter. Drop me a DM on Instagram, guys. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. And bring it right back here tomorrow for episode 123. I'm going to finish up the week strong with a first class father who is a former NFL fullback. He's a Super Bowl champion. And he is going to explain the entire situation surrounding him being fired from the NFL Network for sexual 
sexual harassment charges. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to close the week out with a bang. Join me here for episode 123. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Your half-truths and tales As tall as a tree's Have a soft feeling so